Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was a rough day for our markets today as this morning. Our market opened lower and we continued downhill from there for our major indexes. Really the opposite of what we saw last week with our big turnaround Tuesday that we got after Monday's uh, sell-off that we saw. What we've seen is a capitulation low here. Uh, the, the immense selling that we had, the extreme fear reading that we had in the fear and greed index and other reasons as well. Uh, but there continues to be a lot of concern in this market. Not so much from Ollie over here though, uh, but not just from market watchers, but in general here, uh, we've got the big Democrat spending plan coming up. They've been talking about this for months and it could be anywhere from 1.5 trillion to three and a half trillion. I've seen some estimates even higher than that that they might try to shove through here, allegedly for uh, you know transportation uh, and infrastructure bill. They're not even calling it that anymore. I haven't seen anybody even saying it's an infrastructure bill uh, because it's over 3,000 pages and who really knows what exactly is going to be in this thing. Uh, so the pressure continues to mount there which makes the timing of today's pullback and the recent pullback that we've seen that much more interesting. This has been the playbook from the last 18 months since the onset of coronavirus insanity. Anytime that the government wants to pass a new stimulus program, uh, a new spending bill, the market heads lower in advance of that. They want to scare the market lower in our view because for a very simple reason, no one is asking for more spending and more stimulus when the market is at all time highs. It seems irresponsible uh, to be asking for more spending when the market's at all time highs. Now, of course, the stock market is not the economy but it does play a psychological factor into what people, how people feel about the economy, about what direction we're going. When the stock market is at all time highs, there could be fires in the streets, but everything's fine. The stock market's at all time highs. Those with, with the financial well-being aren't afraid right now. Uh, so again, psychologically, it's an important factor, but we've seen this playbook a number of times over the last 18 months. So, so far, our markets were able to hold Monday's lows from last week. In our view, we can't let the fear that you see in the financial mainstream media, uh, now's the right time to be turning it off, really. But, the, and the reason for that is, over the long term, we see this as a pullback, and this has been a repeating pattern ahead of these bills being passed, uh, that after they are passed, the markets are back to all-time highs. Now, this is not me trying to call a bottom here today. We remain extremely bullish, as you've been tuning in with us here. You know that about us. And even if you can't catch an exact bottom in the market, it's our continued view that this is year one, a year and a half in, to a brand new bull market, which typically, on average, lasts four to six years. So over the next year, over the next two years, you're going to be very happy with your investment if you buy on these pullbacks like this. Uh, and 
Kip and I, we talk before the podcast every day. We were talking about this before this podcast as well. Interesting timing that the Fed was just talking about potentially tapering quantitative easing. Interesting time for a pullback, don't you think? They don't want to take away the punch bowl. It's made them so much money. Uh, so in our view, we've honestly got a whole lot of QE on the way. The Fed may try to taper, but if the market starts to say that it doesn't like it, the Fed's going to go right back in to, to QEville and then QEville on steroids here. And in our view, yes, we see this as a house of cards. Let's call it what it is. But until the Federal Reserve and the government wants this party to end, it will not end. And we have the playbook here. Japan has been using quantitative easing for over two decades now without an incredible systemic implosion. They also have taken QE to the next logical step where they're buying stocks, not just bonds. They're buying actual stocks. Uh, Japan is now the largest holder of not only Japanese bonds, but Japanese stocks as well. So that's the playbook that the Fed is following. And until the Fed has started to buy stocks, we're nowhere near uh, the collapse of this house of cards. That's how we see it here. Uh, we don't think that the Fed is too far away, though, from announcing that they're buying stocks. And that won't mark the top. That will mark the beginning of the next major move higher. So in our view, from a, a baseball analogy perspective, we're in the early innings here of what the Federal Reserve can actually do to really inflate and pump up this stock market. Uh, so again, that's another reason why we love these pullbacks to add to positions here. Another major factor coming out today in the mind of investors, not coming out today, but the emphasis being placed here today is the issue of the debt ceiling. I've talked about this on a few podcasts before. In my view, it's more political theater than anything else. This gives you the illusion that we have a true two-party system where the Democrats and the Republicans are duking it out to see who will get their way. <laughs> They're simply not going to allow the U.S. government to default on its debt. I continue to believe that this issue will be resolved and pullbacks in times like this over news like that, it, we see it as a buying opportunity. Now, and this is an important point, September and October are historically pretty fearful months. The October crash of 1987, the pullback that we got last year in September, the 10% correction that we had, those are all on investors' minds during these months, not just this year, but every year. But after this period, we're entering the seven most bullish months for the market. Remember the old adage, sell in May and go away. Now we're getting to the other end of that. During the time frame of October to May, 93% of all market gains occur. That is the time period that we're about to enter. Going back 70 years, 93% of all market gains come in this time period, and we're just about to start entering it. So we continue to believe we're going to see a melt-up coming into year-end here. Also today, we got back the latest consumer confidence report, dropping again, now making back-to-back -back months of big drops here, uh, with the big factor being, of course, the Delta variant as the main concern. Although, I'll say here, it does appear that that 
that concern is starting to fall a little bit. And then, you know, as we get into winter, they'll come out with the next variant that, that's supposed to scare everybody. Uh, but not just seeing it, you see it in the case numbers starting to fall again. Uh, but this might be a little more anecdotal than anything else. But come on down to Texas. You're not going to see a whole lot of concern about the Delta variant. Go out to bars, go out to restaurants. These places are more packed than they were pre-pandemic. That is no lie. People are coming from all over the country. Anytime I'm out at a restaurant, out at a bar, I love to meet new people. You see people from all over the United States just looking to get out of blue states and get some feeling of normalcy back where they can go and not have to wear a mask, not have to show a, an ID card in order to get in somewhere, not to show a QR code uh, to prove that you've been vaccinated. And you almost never hear anybody actually concerned about coronavirus. They are really, like I said, wanting to get out of blue states. So if you live in a blue state and you're tired of restrictions on coronavirus, I highly encourage you, come on down to Texas, especially if you're going to vote red. We need all the help we can get to make sure that Texas never becomes a blue state here. And I say that as an independent. I I hate to choose sides and something like this, especially something so ridiculous as a two-party system. I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said when they were leaving the signing of the Constitution, uh, they asked, what is the biggest threat to our republic? Two things, foreign interference and a two-party system. I think we've got both of those in spades nowadays. Uh, so again, don't love the dynamic there, but the red way seems the way that we want to keep it here in Texas. That all being said, let's take a look at our markets here on the day today. As I mentioned earlier, we started off lower this morning, finished slightly off the lows in some of our indexes, but not a great smart money hour. I mean, the Dow looking at this here, closing just barely above the lows of the day. Same in the NASDAQ, S&P and Russell 2000. Uh, but importantly, we did hold the lows from last Monday. We want to see those levels hold here. Uh, so looking at our indexes on the day, the Dow Jones led the way, if you want to call it that, down 1.63% to 34,299. Excuse me. Next up there was the S&P 500, down 2.04% to 4,352. Next up were the small caps down two and a quarter on the day today to 2,229. And lastly, the NASDAQ, our biggest loser on the day, down 2.83% to 14,546. And importantly, we talk about this a lot here. We want to see tech leading the way higher and semis leading tech. Well, today we got the opposite of what we want to see. The NASDAQ tech led the way lower and the semis led to the downside, actually closing below uh, their Monday close. They did were able to hold on above the lows of Monday, so we did still hold the lows. Uh, so that's the important number there. The close may not matter as much as the actual level that it got to. We were able to hold the lows from Monday though, but the semis were down 4% on the day today, not what you wanna see. Looking at our internals on the day, we got weak readings here across the board. And interesting, yesterday, despite the S&P and NASDAQ being lower, we had strong internals yesterday. NASDAQ internals uh, volume was like three to one positive on a down day. Uh, so that was pretty encouraging to see. So interesting to see this big turnaround Tuesday, if you want to call it that, to the downside. 
But looking at today's numbers, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks, roughly four to one negative on the day today. New 52-week highs to lows came in roughly even on the NYSE, but just under two to one negative on the NASDAQ. And lastly, volume coming in roughly three and a half to one negative on the day today here as well. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with one out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. That was energy. Energy's had some nice moves lately, but again, our only sector to finish higher on the day. Our laggards, we were led lower by tech. Again, not what you want to see. And then followed there by com communication services, consumer discretionary, and healthcare. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Uh, interesting action here. Similar to last Monday, we didn't see the action in the typical flight to safety trade that you get on these big down days where you would expect to see gold rally uh, or silver rally or Bitcoin rally, any of those, or even bonds for that matter. Yields were higher on the day as well today. The 10-year continued to creep up now to 1.53%. Uh, so really didn't see the whole lot of the flight to safety trade at all today. Gold now down 1.09% to 1,732 an ounce. Silver down a similar 1.05% to $22.45 an ounce. Copper down as well, roughly 1% now to $4.24 a pound. And oil down as well despite energy stocks being up. Oil down 0.85% to $74.81 a barrel. Lastly here for today, Bitcoin, as I mentioned earlier, also lower down 2.9% to $41,770 of Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com, click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Also, don't forget, we're now on YouTube as well with our video podcast. Uh, check us out, Vertical Research Advisory on YouTube. Go subscribe to our page, and we'd love to have you with us there as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.